touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to... Hello, my lovely little sluts, and welcome the A-Slot Podcast. This is a podcast about all things sexy, all things love, from monogamy to group orgies, swingers, polyamory, from the most vanilla people to the kinkiest of the kinkiest, the most devious of the lot. We talk about anything and everything to do with love, sex, relationships, but we include it with some advice and obviously with a lot of trust between us all. So sit back and enjoy the ASLOP podcast. It's a flame with desire, which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet. Just a reminder to all you lovely people there, you can find us online on Twitter at the ASLOP Podcast, Instagram, the same one, and Facebook as well at the ASLOP Podcast. You can also email through to the show, that's the ASLOP Podcast at gmail.com. I love hearing what you guys have to say, and I love responding to it, so I can't wait to hear from you once again. I have also now started a Patreon account, um, basically to help with funding, getting into schools, and, and spreading my message through those and through large corporations. You can find that at patreon.com slash the podcast. Please do go check it out. Um, the, the main thing that will come from that is that there will be weekly, yeah, that's right, weekly episodes. Every two weeks will be the episode for this the ASLOP podcast in general and then there'll be a bonus episode every week as well just little short half an hour episodes for you to to latch on to i hope you do go check it out and uh as always let's get a slutty and please enjoy the episode Hello everybody and once again welcome back to another episode of the ASLOP podcast. It's really good to um, to talk to you guys again. It's, I know it's been a little while um, since I was in Sydney in fact uh, a few weeks ago. I know my schedule is a little bit all over the place and I'm, I'm working to try and sort that out. It's just that um, yeah work's been full on for me so enough of that. We're not here to talk about me and my work and all that sort of stuff. We are going to talk about what happened in Sydney in this episode and uh a little bit of a spoiler alert. It was a lot of fun. I met some wonderful people, and um, and yeah, had like I said, had so much fun while I was over there. Uh, really cool to meet some fellow podcasters and whatnot as well. Um, but I'll go into detail with, with all of that shortly. Um, and yeah, I've, I've <laughs> I'm still buzzing over over Sydney as well. Uh, just because it was it was such a great weekend for me to just get out and and have have a break, I guess. Uh, really, really cool because I've been I've been working seven days as a, uh, for the last goodness knows how long. Um, even the week that I got back was uh, I think it was a ninety-five hour week for me. But um, hey, look, it's just one of those things that happens, isn't it? Uh, I'm gonna shut up now. Um, I'll play you a little bit of music that I think sums up, probably probably from one of my favourite Australian artists as well, um, and then we'll launch into into what happened in Sydney. From the ocean to the silver city And it's only other vets could understand About the long forgotten dark side guarantees How 
Chisel, Jimmy Barnes, Kate Sand. What a way to start any episode where Australia, <laughs> Australia is involved. Absolutely <laughs> uh, classic. Um, I grew up in Australia. I'm allowed to to make fun of it as much as I as much as I want, even though I live in New Zealand. Was born in New Zealand. Grew up in Australia, so there you go. But yeah, um, this could end up being quite a short episode. Um, but knowing me, who knows? Could end up being one of my longest ones. Last time I said it was a short episode, I think I did a two-parter. So, there you go. Never, never actually what I think it is. Um, but, yeah, so uh, a few months ago, I I got an invitation from the guys at By the By Podcast. I think it was, um, I'm not sure which one it was, actually, who, who messaged me initially. I think it might have been Bradford, but not entirely sure. Um, basically, to in, to invite me over to Sydney. Um, to uh, have this sort of podcasters meet and mingle sort of thing, um, followed by uh, a night at our secret spot, which is a swingers venue over there. Um, now I hadn't been to a swingers venue in a, in quite a long time. There was one here in Christchurch, but they uh, packed up and moved down south. I'm not sure if there's been another one that started up yet up here. Um, I, I genuinely just don't know. I haven't really looked for it. I'll I'll uh, agree to that. But but yeah. So I I got this email and uh, I thought, well, uh, why not? You know. Um, and in retrospect, why not? Yeah, is is probably the best way to go there. Even though I've severely di- diminished my funds for going to the U.S., it was it was a a, a few days well well worth it. Um, so I arrived into Sydney on Wednesday evening, well, on the Wednesday evening, and left on the Sunday morning. So it wasn't a whole heap of time, but it was enough to get uh, get a fair bit of stuff done, and even even better for me, I think, at that point as well, just relax a little bit and just take the weight off and just, mm, you know, just relax. So... Yeah, that that was really, really cool, and it went back and forth, and sort of, eventually, I took my sweet-ass time doing it, but eventually I confirmed the all the time off work and everything like that, um, but <laughs> before I left, I ended up quitting that job anyway and moving on to another one, but that goes without saying. So, uh, eventually, I, I locked in that I, that I was going to come over, um, I found... I didn't actually, for once I didn't get the cheapest airfares. I was able to fly on one of the new, uh, new-ish Airbus A380s. You know, those really, really giant ones um, with with Emirates, and I had the whole four-seat row to myself, which was wonderful. Um, made more over there. Got a cheap hotel room, sort of. I guess one of the cheaper ones you can get before you have to share a room with somebody. Uh, based in Redfern, it was only about I think it was about thirty-eight dollars a night or something like that. Shared shower. Um, no real kitchen or anything like that, but there was a bar downstairs, which was fine for me. That's where I spent, I spent a fair bit of time in that bar, actually. It was really quite nice. The, the girls there were really quite lovely. Um, uh, um, I did tell them about the podcast, so hopefully they're listening. I won't say them by name because, well, you know, but they were they were really, really wonderful. Um, and, yeah, just sort of, uh, sort of went for it. All in, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, so yeah, Rob Wednesday night got my rental car, got to the got to the hotel just out of Sydney in Redfern, which I had heard at that time had gone through a massive transformation because it was quite a rough neighbourhood. Um, last time I'd been there, which was almost 20 years ago, uh, apparently it's turned around. It's quite hip, quite 
uh, quite nice in there. And I've got to admit, uh, as I was walking around, it did seem pretty decent. Um, some little art galleries and things like that around the place. So that was really, really cool. Um, got to my hotel room, uh, plonked all my stuff down, and as is tradition for me, usually it's at the airport bar, but I, I really couldn't be bothered uh, this time at the airport. Uh, I went and had a drink. It is a custom for me to, to, to sort of the first thing that I do is get off the plane and have a drink. But did 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 the did the other stuff first, checked in, all that sort of stuff, and ended up getting. They had this this stuff called Young Henry's cider, which was about, I think it was nine dollars for six hundred thirty five mils, and it was something like two point seven standards. Fantastic, <laughs> great value stuff, um, cheap enough. And I had about had about eight or nine bo bo uh, eight bottles of this, I think, that night. Um, just because, again, the bar staff was so nice, and, and there was another bloke there who I was having a yarn to, uh, who seemed really cool as well. So that was, yeah, that was really, really cool. Uh, just got along well with them and, and got quite sloshed and sort of went upstairs and, and went to bed. Um, so the, the next morning, obviously, is, is Thursday. Um, as, as weird as it sounds, I, uh, I went to the zoo. Because Tonga Zoo is one of one of the best around, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's really really cool. The the free flight show that they do uh, is only about fifteen minutes long, but it's almost worth um, the cost of entry on its own. Um, there, there's not often you can see birds of prey swooping around, catching rats and mice in midair, and um, flying across uh, overhead. Um, owls and stuff like that as well. So that's that was really really cool as well. I know you people are all really fascinated by this, and you're just sitting there going, "Hurry up and get to the fucking fun part. Hurry up and get to the shit where you where you're in the in the club and whatnot." Um, but I, I do need to preface this because on that Thursday night is where I first met Angela and Bradford. Um, the bed hoppers were there too, Mr. and Mrs. H. They are wonderful, wonderful people. I really, really enjoyed getting to know them and talking with, with them uh, as well. I wish I had more time to do it. Because obviously I wasn't there long. Um, I think they left the same day that I did on a, on a bit of a road trip up to the Hunter Valley. So there wasn't a whole whole heap of time there. Um, if you listen to By the By podcast, which I highly recommend you do, you would have heard of a, of somebody called the gentleman. He was there as well, and um, and his lady friend, who I haven't been given given a name to use, so uh, it will just be his lady friend uh, for, for for this episode. I don't want to use names where I've not been given permission to, so I won't. Um, and we went to a play, of all things. Well, first we went to, uh, it was over in Bondi, and we went and we, we had a couple of drinks at, um, I think it was called Neighbourhood Bondi, or Little Neighbourhood Bondi, something like that. Uh, so we had drinks and some food and whatnot there. I became Pokemon Go friends with the obsessed Mrs. H at that same time as well. Uh, really, really cool little place. I was introduced to what's called the Bondi tax, where everything is about five dollars more than everywhere else in the city, which was interesting to know. Like I said, I, uh, there was the cheap, cheap cider that I found over in Redfern for nine dollars. It was six hundred thirty-five mil. I got a can, much much smaller, um, for twelve dollars in Bondi. Um, but that was okay. The lovely, lovely company, uh, and I think actually the gentleman and his lady friend um, joined us after that from memory so there was myself the by the by career Angela and Bradford and Mr. and Mrs. H at dinner so yeah we went and met up with with uh, the gentleman and I, I want to use something different than his lady friend but I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would, would not give away who who she is um but we'll, we'll continue on. Um, yeah, so we went and met up with them and then went to a play. Like I said, uh, the play 
was really, really cool, really, really funny. Um, not something that I do enough. I'm a big musical guy. When I can, I'll go and see musicals, but I definitely go, don't go to the theatre ne anywhere near enough. I think I might try and um, try and change that coming up because I, re I really, really enjoyed this. It was called uh, Boy Out of the Country. It was at the Bondi Pavilion Theatre. And the, the the reason we went is that Bradford knows uh, Bradford Nesley knew a few people uh, that were uh, part of it, uh, producing it or some something along those lines. And we were there for the night before opening night, so th what's called the the director's run-in or something like that. The, this is basically just the final dress rehearsal before before uh, opening night. Um, so we were. And that we had a few drinks uh, waiting outside while uh, while everything was getting ready inside. Went in really, really funny, really, really funny. Very quite minimalist. There was only I think five or six characters. Um, the set itself was very minimalist as well. Um, only one or two benches and things like that. But the main thing is with that that is that I had a whole heap of fun um, there. Um, afterwards we all sort of went our separate ways. I went back to my hotel on the other side of the city. I had a rental car, thankfully. Um, I didn't actually use the train until my final day. Uh, I think next time the car's not overly necessary. The train works just fine <laughs> to, get, to get around Sydney. Uh, arguably a lot easier. Um, so yeah, uh, really really cool, really really good fun. So I, I got back to my hotel room, uh, not to my room, to my hotel. Um, the bar was still open downstairs, and once again I got uh, a little too drunk and even ended up staying after closing time with with uh, one of the other patrons, uh, uh, an American chap, and. Um, Two of the bar girls just having yarns and having drinks um, downstairs, which was which was really really cool. So I got really quite inebriated once again. Um, might be the best way to put it, but um, not so much so that I couldn't walk up the stairs into my room again. Uh, no lifts or anything, just stairs. Uh, but that was that was absolutely fine. Really, once again, a wonderful evening uh, as a whole. And you guys are still sitting there going, hurry up and get to the good shit. Um, Friday, 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 Friday. This is where the good shit started. This is where all of the fun happened in the evening. Um, I slept in, which was understandable. I went to bed at, well, we finished drinking at about 3 o'clock in the morning, I think. That's Australian time, which for me, that was about 5 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> New Zealand time. So, yeah, I uh, had a nice big juicy sleep in, relaxed. I think I even... Um, began recording an episode or something during that time, watching TV and whatnot. But it got to the afternoon. Oh no, no! I had to get my I had to get my suit dry cleaned actually, and buy a belt because I had found out that I forgot to take a belt with me. So I needed to needed to try and find a belt as quickly as I could. I uh, found one of them, put my suit into dry cleaning, so it was all nice and pressed and. Uh, I've got to be honest, that didn't actually last too long. I actually got some repairs done to it as well that I hadn't noticed, so that was all all well and good. Um, as I picked up my suit at five, or just after five that evening, I was uh, rushing to get to a friend's place in Darling Harbour to catch up with her. Um, she was an old uni friend who had since moved to Sydney, and she was part, of, I guess, part of the scene as well at that point. Um, and she ended up coming along later that night to our secret spot as well. I, have, I do have to thank our secret spot, actually, because I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it a fair bit later, but what a great place. What a really, really cool place. Really, really. Really quite nice. Different to what I'd experienced before, um, but really, really cool. I'm going to say really so often in this episode. I've already said it a whole bunch, but hey, deal with it. Um, so yeah, caught up with her a fair bit, got changed and made my way to the Meet and Mingle, which was the sort of 
precursor to uh, the Pendulum Party, which was what the event was at at uh, our secret spot. So I'd, I'd finally left her place. I was running a little bit late for the meet and mingle, but that's okay. Um, I got there. I found my way there. Traffic in Sydney is more diabolical than I thought it would be. But I I made it there and I um, went upstairs to this little bar, well, uh, uh, cocktail bar I guess is probably the best way to put it. Um, I obviously met up with Mr. and Mrs. H again, uh, met up with Bradford and Angela again, um, but there was somebody different there this time as well who I've been really looking forward to meet um, because we've talked a lot in the past there's somebody that I've actually had on the podcast as well um, I met Kate from Swinging Down Under which was really really cool like, like I said we've known each other for a fair while I met uh, her online only um, right near the start of, of this podcast when this podcast uh, got underway so it was really really cool to obviously I'd seen pictures of her and whatnot uh, but meet her in person and and have a little bit of a yarn and, and a little bit of a catch-up which was which was really cool it was a shame that um, that Dee couldn't be there but that was absolutely fine from the, from that regard um, a couple naughty threesome from uh, Perth had made their way over as well uh, they're known as Naughty Threesome on Twitter, um, so they it was really really cool to have a quick chat to them. We didn't didn't really talk to them as much as I probably would have liked to, but that's that's just one of those things that that happens, uh, I guess, just sort of pops through and it it doesn't quite work out the way that the way that we that that, that you want it to, I guess. Um, but I went downstairs and had had dinner with. With the bed hoppers, um, delightful little uh, Asian place downstairs at the bar, which was really quite tasty, really really helpful servers and whatnot as well, um, and yeah, really really good fun. Uh, from that point, I think there was still a lot of people upstairs who were meant to have gone to OSS, our secret spot, by that point, but um, we made we caught up with the with I think the gentleman and. His lovely lady. Um, I'm going to call her lovely lady. I think that'll work. Um, and so, yeah. And I think Naughty Threesome were there at that point as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, so OSS is a BYO sort of venue. So we walked around for a bit and found a bottle, bottle shop as part of a bar. Um, got, some, got some alcohol out of there and went into... Our secret spot. Finished work late on a Friday when my phone vibrates with a text from my mate. He's like, safe, this the weekend. What you up to? I replied, not much. Well, there's a night you should come to. It's a new thing that I've only just discovered where everybody goes to have fun with one another. And if you got a friend who wants to come in, you should bring one. Ask what kind of party is it? And he said, a swing one. I was like, what? I just could not believe it. When I found out the secret life he was leading, I thought I knew this guy well. So it was quite shocking to find out now that he's into wife swapping. He said, look here, don't knock it till you've tried it come and see it for yourself and be open-minded my first reaction was to say hell no then i thought nah, i might as well give it a go because everybody's welcome at the swingers party you can bring a friend to the swingers party or make new ones at the swingers party we just want to have fun at the swingers party it's all love here at the swingers party you can get dressed up at the swingers party or get messed up at the swingers party we just want to have fun and actually just before i go into um into our secret spot, I do have to note on one very, very, very important factor. Um, Mrs. H decided to spill soy sauce all over me, and Mr. H has finally, finally believed that. He was on the fence for a long, long time, but it, that's definitely what happened. Mrs. H decided to spill soy sauce all over me while we were in the dumpling bar, just in between the meet and greet and getting to OSS, so definitely had to put that in there. Um, 
I will now get into what happened in OSS. You'll notice that my voice is a little bit different. Um, I've recorded this in two parts, and in between that, I was uh, ring announcing a wrestling uh, wrestling event, and have coincidentally lost my voice as part of that. So you'll have to bear with me on this one, okay? But OSS, man, what a place! What a place uh, that is. I really, really enjoyed. Um, the various spots that you could play in. Um, there's more than ample uh, discussion areas, like just chill out zones and whatnot. I'll um, yeah, so I'll, I'll talk you through how it how it was laid out and everything uh, for you now. So initially we went round to the front because that's where we'd gotten the drinks from the bar, and there's a big sign on it saying entrance of this lane. So. We sort of went round the back and we entered through the back door, which is a great innuendo to start the night, right? Is that we've gone in through the back door. Um, so you walk in, you, you meet the greeter, I guess for lack of a better term. <coughs> Sorry, you'll have to d bear with me on that, like I said. Um, so yeah, you meet the greeter. Um, I didn't have to pay for this. I, I appreciate that very much for um, Jess and Lawrence. I was put on the door. Um, and big thanks to Angela and Bradford for doing that as well. So made uh, made it even more even more pleasurable, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, so yeah, you walk in, you get greeted, you hand your money over, and we were taken on a tour after that, which was lovely. So you walk in through the main door, um, well, the next door, I guess. Um, on your right hand side, sort of a, a changing room, a changing area with all your lockers and everything. You pay a $50 deposit for the key for the locker, get that back in the end of the night, all really, really quick and easy. Um, but you're able to go in, you get dressed, undressed, whatever you need to in there, keep everything that you need to in the lockers, which is really, really handy. Um, so you come back out of the lockers and you've got like a really big long hallway sort of thing as part of it, but. As you come out of the the changing room, you turn right, and there's a um, there's a little chill out zone there, just for conversation and things like that. Um, and right by that is a stairwell. On the other side of the stairwell is a toilet. But you go up the stairs, and you go into what they call the orgy room, which is just I think it's two king beds that's uh, slammed together, but giant giant bed. Um, there's a little, uh, I guess a little jacuzzi sort of thing but probably only big enough for one person in reality um, but that's in there, that's the, the toilet uh, you got showers on the other side from memory yep showers on the other side and as we walked in there's porn showing on this quite large TV which is nice but the, obviously the main feature of the room is this big huge bed uh, that sits in the middle of it but yeah, you head back down the stairs um, so that's the only room up in that area. It's literally above the locker room. Um, so you come back down the stairs, you turn right, you've got the bar right there. Um, keeping in mind that it is a BYO venue, so they just hold your drinks there for when you need them. There's a fridge and everything behind there. Really, really quite lovely. Um, and then you continue on down this hallway. On the right-hand side, there's what they call the, the... I guess they call it the bondage room, but I would call it sort of the BDSM or kink room. It's probably the best way to put it, I think. Um, there was a St. Andrew's Cross in there, there was a um, lovely wee bench that was actually kind of cool, and some and some stocks. I was trying to think of the word. I was, <laughs> in my mind it was the word gallows, but that's definitely not the case. Some, some stocks, so you've got your head and your arms through it. Um, and uh, a collection of toys there that are available for use to a degree, I think. Um, I didn't use them, I brought my own toys, so that was a lot of fun. Um, as you come back out of that, oh, the other thing with that is there's bars. So you've got the hallway, the bars, and then the room, and there's a little walkway to the side. And I think those bars make a real added difference to it. I think it's really, really nice, cool touch. Um, but there's also a curtain that you can close if you want to do it in private, which is really, really cool. Some people don't like doing their kink stuff in public, in, in the view of other people, which is fine. Um, but some people do, and, that, and it's really, really cool that they have a decision for that, I think. Um, but, yeah, so you come back out of that room, you turn right once again, 
Uh, there's this, you get to the end of the hallway, and it, it is quite a narrow hallway. Um, I have to admit the whole place is a lot smaller than what I thought it was, but that's oh another thing I thought it was going to be a lot bigger. Not not that that's a bad thing at all. Um, I think it was actually really nicely nicely done. But um, yeah, so you come back out of the the King Grim. There's this stairway on the left. We'll go up that in a moment. But on the right hand side. There's a, a lounge sort of area with a stripper pole and and all of that sort of fun. And as you go around the next little corner, there's another seating room, uh, another sort of chill out and conversational area. So there's three separate areas there where you can just chat and chill out and relax and, and all that sort of thing, which I think is really, really cool as well. Uh, it's not just all about fucking, 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 fucking. Um, there's the getting to know people part and all that side of things, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, so that takes you to, I guess, the front door where we first tried to go in and, and couldn't. Um, so we came back out and we started going up the stairs. As you go up the stairs on the left, um, there's another room with just like a regular, I think it's a king bed, a couch and a shower in that room. Uh, you come out of that and you go past the stairway again and on your right hand side there's, I think they call it the petite room. Uh, and this one has a lockable door, so if you want to play in private, then you just go in there, you lock the door, or close the door, and nobody comes in. Uh, you're left to your own sort of devices there, which is really, really cool. Um, you continue on down this hallway um, from the stairs, and there's another wide open room. There's a couple of couches. either I think they're couches or benches. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Um, either side there. Um, with a bed right in front. And the really cool thing about this room is there's a door just off to the side, which one is used as a glory hole, but there's also a couple of holes in the wall for people to watch, so to sort of get that voyeur experience as well, which I think is um, really cool. They do really cater to a lot of different needs and wants uh, as as part of it, so I think that's really, really cool. But yeah, that's the basic layout of of OSS, our secret spot. Um, really, really cool. And just on a side note as well, really great people. Jess and Lawrence are awesome. The um, the guy that was behind the bar, the girl who was the greeter and also behind the bar, really, really lovely people. I did make a faux pas early on. <coughs> so, um, and I was told respectfully enough to, hey, this is how we do it. You've got that slightly wrong. So that was absolutely wonderful. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll sort of go into how it all started now, I guess, um, and and what went down. I'm really disappointed that I'm having to do this, do this in my husky, almost no voice as well. By the way, I was hoping that I'd make this as sexy as humanly possible, but I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, it's already been too long before this episode coming out, so. I kind of just need to get it over and done with and move on to the next one because my schedule has been all over the place. But this is where all the fun sort of starts from this point. So people have already gotten disrobed and things like that, which is fucking awesome. Um, and <laughs> it's really funny. It was spot on 10.30. And we, uh, Bradford, myself, and I think the gentleman and... Um, I think the bed helpers referred to her as Angel, so I'm going to call her Angel from now on as well. Um, the gentleman's partner. Um, so, we're all sort of chatting, and um, Bradford looks at his watch and goes, Oh, 10.30, uh, it's about time that Angel will pop up and be like, Okay, let's go. And literally 30 seconds later, that word of a lie, it's spot on 10.30. Angela comes bounding on over going, hey, you ready? Let's go. You ready? Let's go. And it was just fucking hilarious at the time. Um, so they all start moving upstairs. I I got a little bit wary at this time, a little bit sort of cautious, because I didn't distinctly get an invite to go upstairs with them. So I was just like, okay, that's fine. Um, I'll just sort of mingle, I guess, and I'll talked to the bed hoppers for a while and I talked to some other people and met some others and it was really really cool really 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 nice 
Um, but the faux pas that I made, and this happened not long after I was just sort of traversing through the rooms and seeing what was going on, is I still had my long pants on. I was topless at the time, and I thought, okay, I've got long pants on, I'm topless, it should be okay. Um, it's not. It's, it wasn't okay at that point. Um, and it made people quite, it can make people quite awkward and feel a little off about it. Which is fair enough. I can completely, 100% understand that. And I was told that um, not long after. Uh, and I said, oh, sorry. Okay, sweet. No worries. <laughs> Next thing I did is I took off my pants. <laughs> um, and then kept on sort of traversing around. After after a wee while, I just sort of went, you know what? I'm just going to go and uh, and join in. Uh, if they say no, then they say no and I'll stop. That's fine. Um, and I think the first I went upstairs to the audio room which is where the people that I knew were and uh, the first person that I saw that for lack of a better term was available was the gentleman and he is a gorgeous man there's no there's no two ways of saying about that a very very good looking man so <laughs> in possibly the most awkward way possible I just sort of walk up to him and start snogging him <laughs> Like thinking back at it now, I was like, you know what, fuck it. Um, so I started making out with him, and at this point to my right, there was Angel had her fingers inside Bradford. Angela was to the side of Bradford. I can't remember what she was doing. I think she might have even been sucking off the gentleman. I can't remember, hundred um, percent. And my my friend from uni was um, was involved with this as well. I think she might have had Bradford in her mouth. I can't quite remember, but there was a, a lot happening from this point. Um, so yeah, I started playing with the gentleman, which was really lovely. Um, really, really nice cock as well. Just on a side note, really, really lovely. Um, so, yeah, um, I ended up making out with Angel as well at that point, and I, I'm big on Arsby, as um, a lot of you people know already. Um, so, as I was watching her and sucking off the gentleman, as well as making out with him, etc., 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 I love that I glaze over that just saying it's etc. Et as well, like it's nothing. It was really, truly wonderful at that time. Um, and I need to say this again, Angel is just ridiculously beautiful as well. Like, there's so many beautiful people at this party. I'm sitting there like... Uh, like, like an idiot, just sitting there going... So many beautiful people, and I'm just like, yeah, cool, sweet ass, this is awesome. I can I can live with this. But anyway, <laughs> enough of me waxing lyrical about the attractiveness of the people. Um, as this was all happening, I, I leant over to to Angel, who was still, I think, two fingers into Bradford at that point. Maybe I'm not too sure. Um, and I just. <laughs> I literally had all, all the passion and desire in my voice that I could that I could muster, and I literally just said, "I need you to do that to me," because <laughs> it it's been a while since anybody's been in and around that area. I think it's sort of closed itself back up almost at this point. Um, but yeah, I need you to do that to me. Not could you please? Not how about later? It was. Yeah, I need you to do that to me. She was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, what? Well, I wasn't expecting, you know, this incredibly beautiful woman to sit there and just like, okay. I'm like, sweet. I'm in, I'm on cloud nine at this point, okay? I've got the gentleman beside me who's just wonderful. I've got Angel beside me who's just agreed to do this stuff. And I'm just like, this, this is great, guys. Uh, this is fantastic. I've got Angela with her with her tits out right in front of me as well. I'm just like, and Bradford's there getting fingered, and I'm just like, could not be any happier at this point. Like I'm surrounded by beautiful people doing 
wonderful sexy things. This can go on forever, please. Please. Uh, and maybe not forever, but it did go for most of the night, which was was really, really quite lovely. But at this point, everybody just sort of continues on with what they were doing. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, yeah, for a little bit while, and I continue just to sort of make my make my rounds. Uh, making out with Bradford for a little bit there. I think the only person I didn't make out with as as all of this was was Angela. So um, yeah, Angela, you're next, I guess. As weird as that may sound. I do hope you listen to this because it'll be amazing. Um, yeah, so everybody just sort of continued on for for a little bit longer, and eventually um, Angel comes out and goes. So are you ready? I'm like, man, I, I was ready twelve years ago when I turned eighteen for this. Um, so yeah, I was like, hell yes, I am. Um, I sort of. Excuse myself for a moment to make sure that everything was clean. Um, back there, it wouldn't have been nice for her to come out with. Well, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, she lubed up really nice and started started eating my ass. And I was just like, hell yes, I'm all about this. It's genuinely one of the best feelings in the world. I swear to God, it is one of the best feelings in the world. Um, and she was doing that, and I was eating her out as well. And she tasted delicious in every sense of the word. Oh my god! Uh, really, really great. Um, and so yeah, she was playing with with my cock as well as my ass, and just sort of getting everything warmed up down there. Uh, eventually, she got off my face and went round and started eating and and looping up properly uh, before. I just like just for a moment. I'm getting aroused just thinking about this and getting a wee bit sort of, whoo, getting a wee bit hot under the collar. Just uh, going over this again. At the time, I was just in ecstasy. Um, but yeah, so she started doing that and she started putting one finger in. I'm on my back at this point. Um, just sort of getting my legs up a little bit. Um, as she starts going in and. She knows what she's doing, let me tell you. Uh, I've found out since then she actually really <laughs> enjoys it as well, so that's even better. Um, so, yeah, she starts doing that, and eventually she goes, she just comes and says to me, get on your stomach. I'm like, okay, yes. Uh, as most people know, I'm more on the dominant side, but when it comes to this sort of stuff, I'm just like, I'm just going to let you do you. It's cool. Uh, I'm enjoying the fuck out of this, so you just go ahead. Um, and she she kept on wondering if she should use two fingers or just one. And that's come through really loudly. Um, and I was just like, okay, no, just go two. Just fucking do it, please. Because um, like I said, no action there in a fair while. It's really quite tight, and two fingers was was stretching me a little bit. We soldiered on, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, it was it was just just perfect, honestly. Just <sighs> yeah, really lovely. Um, but eventually, she finished off, and she's just like, "Yeah, let's take a break. We can we can return to this later." I'm like, "Okay, that's yeah, that's fair enough." I sort of agreed with that. I was. Pretty well done by that point as well. Um, so I went downstairs and went back to chilling out, had a drink or two, because drinks went loud upstairs. Drinks had to stay down, and that's that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so I went back downstairs, went back downstairs, and just sort of chatted and hung out for a little bit, and sort of got to know a few a few people. We were hanging outside the the kink room. And we were talk and this is where I found out that the gentleman was kind of into electro stuff. Um and, and wanted to do some and I was like, Oh hoo, hoo, now we're talking because it, you know, you people know that this is a hundred and twenty percent my jam, right? 
120% Iron Man to Electro. Um, so I was like, yes, hell yes, let's we we, we can sort that out. That's no problems. He was he needed a break, which is fair enough. I needed a bit of a break as well. Um, but there was this girl who seemed to overhear in the kink room, and she was like, "Oh what?" And I'm like, "Oh hi." <laughs> um, and there was actually this really quite funny situation where I was I was talking about the toys that I brought with me and stuff like that, and she goes, "I'm interested in that," and I'm like, "Okay, do you want me to bring him out so you can see him?" Like, and she was like, "Yeah, okay, that's awesome." I'm like, "Sweet." <laughs> and the, the the miscommunication was in this is like obviously I'm more naturally a dominant type. Um, I didn't realize that she was the one who wanted to do the hitting with uh, some of the implements that I had. So I'm sitting there going through all this stuff. I was um, showing her the 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 violet wand with the claws that I have, the steel claws. And it wasn't until after we'd gone through all that that she goes, "Oh, actually, I'm more of a more of the dominant type." That was like she really enjoyed what I was doing, and there was nothing against that. She was absolutely okay with everything I was doing. I was checking in on her the whole time, um, but she was like, "Okay, it's my turn now," sort of thing. And I'm like, "You know, what? yeah, fuck it. I'm a switch. It's all good." Um, so we went to an impact thing, which this was a lot of fun because I had two distinct impact toys with me um, I chose ones that wouldn't get pulled up in customs or anything like that so um, one was a paddle like a, a fake leather paddle quite flim uh, well not flimsy but it wasn't a rigid object by any stretch and the other one was sort of like a long thin paddle I can't think of the correct name for it at the moment but a long thin paddle very rigid, very definitely more stingy, I think. Um, definitely the one that hurt a lot more. Um, so I gave her that one, I had the paddle, and we went one for one for about, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour? Just going one, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, really, 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 really fun. Um, I think she must have been a switch as well, though, because I sort of took control and I uh, had my hand around her neck, not actually choking, but just the the sensation is probably more the correct way of doing it. Moving her hand down the front of her body, grabbing her her breasts and whatnot. It was really, really fun, and it was really um really natural as well. It wasn't like any of these actions were forced or you know, it was difficult to do any of these things or it felt weird or anything like that. It was all really, really natural. We were macking out and doing all of this sort of stuff. And um, eventually she closed the curtain and was like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, cool, no worries. Um, so I was sat on the chair, she hopped on top, and it was really nice and really lovely. And I fingered her until I had juice literally covering my head after that. It was fucking divine. Really, really fun. Really, really sort of off the cuff. I wasn't expecting it to do anything like that with anybody that I didn't know. So that was really, really cool. She was really cute as well. So that was that was a whole heap of fun as well. But I uh, I licked my fingers clean as only a gentleman does in that situation, I guess. And uh, and yeah, and and finish that up. Now, while I was in Sydney, I took a break from my no smoking <laughs> policy. Um, back on it now, which is which is good. I've had I've had none since. Um, but while I was over there, I found clove cigarettes, which is something that I used to smoke quite regularly uh, over here. So while I was over there, I had uh, a pack or two, um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with personally. I've come back and I'm. And I'm off them again, so it's it's fine. Um, and sort of went back inside and sort of checked where where everyone was, what everyone was up to. Had a chat to my mate from uni. Um, Realised that we didn't actually play with each other, which was a shame for both of us, I think. Um, and yeah, just sort of kept on moving with the night, had another couple of drinks. Um, found the rest of the guys upstairs, so Angela Bradford... Um, Angel, the gentleman, and 
um, Angel had found a girl to play with for a while. While the girl she was playing with, I'm going to call her Jamie. I don't know. Her actual name is definitely not Jamie, but I'm going to call her Jamie. And her man I'm going to call Bob. Why not? Um, so, Jamie and Bob, I'm going to have to try and remember that because I'll probably forget it while I'm still talking. So, Jamie and Angel were getting off on each other. Uh, Bob was getting involved uh, as well. I think uh, for a while there... So this, Sorry, this is in the room to the left at the top of the second set of stairs. Um, so, yeah, I think from memory... I'm trying to remember now it's that far back. This is how poorly organised I've been since I've been back from Sydney. Um, the gentleman was going down on Bob. I was going down on the gentleman. Uh, I think for a while Bradford, were, Bradford also went down on the gentleman for a while, but Angela was going down on Bradford. The gentleman was playing with... Bradford's nipples as well as Bradford playing with his. So basically it's just a conglomeration of, of all of this. Um, eventually um, Angel and Jamie were like, okay, we need to find some more space because <laughs> the room was very, very full by this point. So we went over to the the large room that had the glory hole and, and the couches and, and the, their bed in there. And there was a fair amount of room in there. So we were like, okay, cool. So with in that area was the the gentleman, myself, Angel, Jamie and Bob. And what what happened after this was arguably one of the sexiest sexiest sights I've ever seen in a while. And it was Jamie and Angel just completely going at each other as much as they could, eating each other out eating each other's asses, just absolutely divine in every sense of the word. And these are two very, very attractive women. Um, and that was just sort of fondling breasts and 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 um, the vaginas and things like that. I, I'm trying to make this sound sexy, but I'm failing spectacularly. It was one of those things, and... I know especially the gentleman will agree with me um, if and when he hears this that this was seriously one of the sexiest things I've seen in a long time with these two girls and the, <laughs> there was a point where it was myself, Bob and the gentleman all just sitting on the bed um, or with a foot up on the bed hard as rocks just watching these two girls go at it and eventually, <laughs> and they sort of needed a wee bit of a break themselves as well, as did I. Because um, I'd already gone twice that night. Um, but eventually they ended up fucking each other's girls and the two girls were making out in the middle and I was underneath them both with just tits either side of my face. It was fucking magnificent. <laughs> Truly one of, one of the one of the nicest things that I've ever, ever been a part of in any stretch. Um, yeah, and that, that kept on going for about 20, 30 minutes as well. Probably even longer for each of these things as well, because by the time we finished, it was almost uh, closing time for the bar, and we got there, it must have been about 10 o'clock. Closing time's at 3. Um, but... Yeah, so all of that happened, and it was just fucking marvellous in every sense of the word. I, I can't, I'm going to run out of superlatives for what happened um, as part of this, but yeah, truly, truly divine. Um, but after that, I needed to calm down, so I went outside for a couple of smokes and, and talk to some people out there who were really, really cool. There was a dude who lived in Auckland for a while, there were a couple that were down from Coffs Harbour um, on, I think it was like a hen's night or a wedding or something like that. They were down for the weekend. 
Um, so I got chatting to them as well. They were really, really cool. A lot of really, really cool people at this party in general. Um, I won't lie. I've got the email of another couple who are coming over to New Zealand at some point. I do. <laughs> I'm now reminded that I do need to email them back and and check up on how, how they're going because I can't remember when they were coming over. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was really, really cool and. Um, just sort of met, as I went back inside, they were like, "Oh yeah, you better get some clothes on." Everybody's um, we're closing up. I'm like, "Oh shit," got my clothes on, um, kissed everybody goodbye, and went back to my hotel for the night at about three in the morning, three four in the morning. It was yeah, it was really really spectacular. Um, that most of the next day was recovery, and this was my last day. In um, in Sydney, uh, most of that was was recovery, but I did go. I think mid afternoon, I caught up with a wonderful, wonderful friend of mine who is really beautiful in every sense of the word as well. One of my genuinely my favorite people. And one of the great things about her is she tells it completely like it is. Um, so we went and had a few too many wines on on Darling Harbour. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place now, but um, yeah, I think we must have had about six or seven bottles of wine between us, um, and she got really, really sourced. Uh, one of her friends came down, who was beautiful in every sense as well. Just, I swear Sydney's just full of beautiful people. Um, and by this point, I'm sitting there going, I wonder if I should move here, um, which... I'm genuinely still thinking about as a realistic option if I'm able to find a job over there. Uh, but yeah, um, we ended up going back to my friend's place. Um, but she was <laughs> really, really, really drunk at this point. We got a taxi there. Um, so there's all, all three of us there at this point. And we just sort of hung out and drunk some more and, and just chatted shit and... And yeah, I eventually walked the 20 minutes to the train station to get back to my to get back to my uh, hotel so I could um, watch some YouTube and whatnot and sober up before I had to go and catch my what I thought was a six o'clock flight was actually an eight o'clock flight. So I had to sober up to drive my rental car back to the rental car place and then catch a taxi to the airport. And this must have been about. I must have gotten there by about 5, maybe 5.30. No, I think I realized just before I'd taken the rental car back that I had a wee bit more time up my sleeve to actually get there. Um, so I went and rested just a wee bit longer. And I got to the airport about 5.30, I think, 5.30, 6 o'clock maybe, for a 7.50 flight back home. And luckily for me, because I'd, I'd done an all-nighter for this, um, the flight's only about three hours long, but I had it was again on the on the big A three eighty plane, so beautifully beautiful plane. I really hope <laughs> I really hope that Daryl from Swinging Down Under listens to this as well, because he'll sit there and go, "Yeah, it's a beautiful craft." Um, really difficult to fly if it's windy though. Um, well, from what I've seen anyway. But yeah, so I had the whole four seats in the middle aisle. So you've got three seats, gap, four seats, gap, three seats is, is the setup of it. And I had the whole four middle bits. Uh, so I just took up all the armrests, just lay down, and I was gone for the trip, uh, for the trip back. Um, the, <laughs> the greatest thing is I got off the plane. I got picked up by an old friend of mine, one of my favorite people on the planet. She's coming on the America tour as well, by the way. So that'll be really, really fun. Uh, she picked me up, dropped me at home, and I was definitely, definitely still drunk at this point. Oh no, maybe not drunk, but I was, I was feeling the after effects of everything. Um, <laughs> I got off the plane and went to have a game of football, <laughs> which I had no need to turn up for because we won 18 nil anyway. <laughs> Uh, I did score though. I'll, I'll say that. But um, yeah, so that was my Sydney trip, and and I do need to thank uh, a lot of people for this. Naughty and Rocket, Naughty Threesome, um, 
obviously Andrew and Bradford for giving me the opportunity to come over and 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 do all of this. So that's at by the by podcast. Uh, the bed hoppers who are just wonderful, wonderful people, wonderful people. But if Mrs H ever spills soy sauce on me again, she'll hear about it. <laughs> um, yeah, great people. Um, was again really, really awesome to meet Kate from Swinging Down Under. We've sort of been on and off talking for a long time, so that was really, really amazing uh, to meet her. Uh, the gentleman lives up to that moniker. Just really, really fantastic person. Uh, obviously, Angel. Uh, Bob and Jamie probably won't hear this, but I, I need to thank them too for for, for what they did. Um, obviously, the everybody at OSS, our secret spot, for making it such a wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, for me being there, Jess and Lawrence, the guys who run it, but also the the other staff that were there, um, that made it really, really cool and really, really cruising, really, really fun for me as well. Um, I'm certain that I've missed some people out in this. I'm almost a hundred percent that I have. Uh, obviously, my friend from uni is part of that as well. Uh, can't name her name, but. She knows who she is if she's listening, but yeah. Um, just thank you to everybody involved, everybody that I was able to speak to, to hang out with uh, through any of this time. And just another another one there uh, for Bradford as well. Uh, as soon as I showed an inkling that I would like to meet them before the before the pendulum party, um, he was there was uh, might have been Angela as well. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they were right into it and. Um, I remember hearing about the play and I said, hey, it'd be really cool to meet you guys before the party. Um, this play sounds like a perfect way to do that. And he's like, yep, sweet, done. I'll get you a ticket. And it was just really, really nice. Really, really just genuinely wonderful people all around. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> that was my time in Sydney. Um, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, my voice is, is dying, so I'm going to try and end this relatively quickly. <laughs> But um, do get at us on, on the socials, um, at the ASAP Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can email the show at the ASAP Podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon now as well that you can join up to, which is patreon.com slash the ASAP Podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode, and I hope to see you guys next time. Remember, let's get a slutty. touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's here that I must be. My heart entreats, just hear those savage beats and go put on your cleats and come and trample me. is hard as stone or mahogany that's why i'm in such exquisite agony my soul is on fire it's a flame with desire which is why i perspire when we tango you caught my nose in your left castanet love i can feel the pain yet love Every time I hear drums And I envy the rose That you held in your teeth, love With the thorns underneath, love Sticking into your gums Your eyes cast a 
spell that bewitches The last time I needed 20 stitches To sew up the gash you made with your lash As we dance to the masochism tango Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain Then kick me once again and say we'll never part I know too well I'm underneath your spell So darling, if you smell something burning, it's my heart Don't you take your cigarette from its holder And burn your initials in my shoulder Fracture my spine and swear that you're mine As we dance to the massacre 